When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV show from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, everybody. A classic. It's a classic. <laughs> 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 it's it's a, it, it's a classic question mark <laughs> are you gonna think it is when we're done with it today or are you gonna see it in a disturbing new light uh, oh uh, yeah <laughs> most rom-coms are disturbing once you look at them at all <laughs> yes it is the curse of this podcast to absolutely destroy a romantic comedy for you uh yeah genuinely like Pretty charming. Like, before we get into it, pretty charming movie. Oh, absolutely. Okay, if you're not, like, staring closely at it, a fun, nice movie. Really, yes, it does. It has a lot of charm to it. There's a reason why these two were paired up. Yeah, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, you're like, yes. That's why they did uh, uh, You Got Mail later. Like yeah, It was like people want to see these two people together. Absolutely. And a lot of the movie hangs on the fact that they're both so charming. Oh, yes. Um, if this was played by other people, I don't know if this would move along as well as it does. <laughs> yeah, and I think we're, I, I'm going to get into some fantasy casting uh, a little later to try and uh, really creep this up. But, <laughs> but uh, how would you describe the plot of this? Okay, so basically the plot of this movie is we start with, uh, we start with Tom Hanks. His wife has died. Okay, his wife has died. He has a son. His wife has died of cancer. It's very he's he was absolutely completely in love with her. It's very sad. And it we basically start from there and then move along to about a year and a half from there where he hasn't moved on. Really? I mean, fair enough. (laughs) It's a year and a half. I don't understand these people. Anyway, um, It's been a year and a half. His child's a little concerned about him. He calls into a radio station with a uh, a psychologist, um, quote unquote, psychologist or whatever you would say um, about his problems with his dad. I can't talk about it with him. I want him to move on. I want him to see some other people. He gets on the radio. This is all very charming. It's broadcasted everywhere. Women are like, yes, please. <laughs> That's going to be a yes for me. Please and thank you. Um, they start writing in all these letters. Of course, we've got um, Meg, Ryan. Meg Ryan, who is about to be married. She's engaged. She starts getting this cold feet, swirly. I'm, I don't know what to do. Hears this over the radio, becomes obsessed with him, finds him, sends him a letter about meeting on top of the Empire State Building on Valentine's Day. Tom Hanks' kid like runs away is basically like you have to go see this woman i'm gonna go meet her and that's when they meet at the very very, very end, end of, the, of movie. the movie yeah um and they do have like a couple near misses yes throughout the rest where they well i were think kind of like we need more than one scene with the, <laughs> our two stars well i think there's a really really specific reason why that's where the movie ends because the next conversation is wait a minute, what were you doing watching me on that highway? <laughs> wait a minute, why did I see you at that airport? airport. Yeah. Wait a minute, it should, you know what I mean? Like there's two, <laughs> it, it works because he doesn't have time to question it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, the, the aftermath of this is not a romantic story at all. This is... This is this is a setback, is what this is for Tom Hanks's character, and uh, a desperate plea for help at the best for Meg Ryan's character. Oh lord! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, like for me, then the villains of this, like they're very minor villains. But like I'm gonna say, uh, Bill Paxton's character, who uh, Meg Ryan is, uh, 
engaged to. Oh, Walter. Yeah, Walter. Walter, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, he's always the president in Independence Day. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair one. Yeah. yeah. He got broken up with by Meg Ryan. He got his life together, ran for president, and defended the world from aliens in 1996. A yes. couple years later. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how this goes. Um, and Victoria, the woman that Tom Hanks is sort of dating at a certain point. True. Yes. You know what? I didn't have her pegged as a villain, but that makes a lot of sense. Yes, she very much is a villain. Of course she is. In that. In that she's uh, an opposing force to the relationship that you want. Or yeah. the, as the audience, who you're rooting for is you want Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan to get together. These two people are kind of in the way of that. Thus loosely making them the villains a little bit. Although I would say Walter is so nice that it's like... <laughs> Honestly, through the whole thing, I just kept thinking, why we, okay. There's one moment in the movie where she's talking uh, to her friend, um, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, we're not using O'Donnell. character names in no. this one. Everyone is far too famous for yeah, this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 okay. Talking to her friend and basically is like getting all turned off. Like, you know, you were, I've just been, I've been watching too many movies where she kind of walks this back and goes, okay, shouldn't be doing this. This is nuts. I've been watching too many movies. I was sitting in my house and I just went, yes. <laughs> like that's all. I just sat there and just went, yes. Yes. That is exactly what's happening to you. This man is lovely. Okay. Walter is a lovely person. Very caring of you. Very fun. Very attentive. Cares very much about you. I'm not saying that you have to be with someone just because they're nice. Okay. Right. That's not what I'm trying to pitch here. Okay. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. But every reason she gave was garbage for me. It was garbage. When she was doing that whole thing with the, enga the engagement ring made me the most mad or not the, I don't know if that was their engagement ring, but he had, he gives her a ring that like when they're in the store. Mother or something. It was his mother's or grandmother's. Yeah, grandmother's. He was getting it resized. Here it is. It's beautiful. And she goes, if I had every ring in all the world, this is the one I would pick out. There's no more surprises. <laughs> I, you and I, we're just like, we're straightforward. This kind of like, she goes into this little speech of like, I like that. I don't need surprises. I'm like, if <laughs> the man I was with <laughs> picked out the only ring in the universe I would pick out, that's a fucking surprise to me. I'll tell you that for free. Okay, that's a surprise. That's also an incredible sign. If you're looking for signs, yeah. I would call that a sign. If anything, you should be looking at this as, okay, what am I arbitrarily calling signs and not, and saying maybe there's a psychological reason behind this and not movie magic <laughs> yeah and i'm sorry she's like yeah you're right because at the end there she's freaking out being like it's all going to be stable and predictable mm -hmm. from here on out and that's freaking her out mm -hmm. well i'm sorry but you know what who is going to very much want stability and predictability tom hanks the, <laughs> the single dad who has lost his wife and has relocated to another part of the country so that he doesn't have to be reminded of her. He is not looking for, we're going fucking crazy. He's had enough crazy shit happen in his life where he's just like, I I'm going to, I'm going to be a pretty boring guy to be with. Not like boring in a bad way, but like, we're not, we're not, we're not taking off and doing something crazy, you know? Do you I mean, Okay. <laughs> From the viewpoint of this movie, I would say yes. From my own personal life experience of architects, I would say no. <laughs> That's a crazy bunch of group of people. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. If you've ever partied with architects, it is... They get wild. There's something about it. I don't know if it's just their job's really hard and they need to blow off steam, but anytime I've partied with an architect, it's been pretty wild. Okay. I don't think I've I ever. I would say. <laughs> Rebecca's like, you know all the times you've partied with architects? You know when you and show I up to a party and it's all architects. architects like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, I guess I've, this is what it is. I've never partied with architects. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> I guess that is weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's just, yeah, he is, uh, Walter is a perfectly likable, nice guy. We start the movie and like, 
they do this in romantic comedies all the time, where there's all these little things that are supposed to be like, look at this wiener. Right? Yes, yes, they she's, don't even make him a wiener though. I don't think they make He's him a got allergies. Yes. How is that? A, and she seems totally fine with it. Of course okay. you would be, because you'd have to be. But but the the way that the movie is telegraphing and being like, nah, he's not really all that tough, or like he's kind of a nerd because he's got allergies because he's gonna die if he has fish. Yes, that's like what a. That's not the ideal man to be with. That's not a man who inspires. Like fuck off. He's he's learning. He's. As they're going in for Christmas dinner, mm-hmm. he's meeting the entire family in one shot. First of all, hero to anybody who does that. I put, oh, yeah. I put Kat through that. It's very tough. <laughs> it happens. You just show up and it's you have to meet everyone at once at its family reunion or whatever. But he's going through and being like, okay, this is this person. I don't talk about this with this person because they had this happen. Like he's caring. He's putting in the effort. You know what I mean? Like above and beyond in a certain extent. Certainly. Certainly. And like goes to check on her, make sure she's okay. Is the most gracious person I've ever seen in a breakup. Oh, too gracious. Too gracious. Oh, honestly, I was like, man, I want this man to dunk on her a little (laughs) bit. You've earned it. You've earned a dunk currently. Although I will say, okay. If you do want to fuck with somebody a little bit, do that when they break up with you. Because if you do that, guarantee that person walks away and goes, maybe I was wrong. (laughs) Because if you start freaking out when you're being broken up with, because, you know, we've all had some breakups, whatever, right? Once somebody gets into that, I'm going to throw everything I've ever hated about you out here. I'm going to put it all on the table. Like, fuck you for doing this. That person gets to walk away and go, see, I was right. (laughs) I, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I still think that there is a, there's room between that, between, uh, I love you and I don't want to be, but putting that aside, I don't want you to settle for me, which is probably the nicest that you could possibly be in that situation. And between what you're saying, I think there is a room for, you know what? Making plans to meet a strange man you met, have never met and just heard about on the radio at the top of the Empire State Building on our Valentine's Day trip to New York City is kind of shitty. And I feel bad about that. I feel like maybe you're getting a little unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, you don't, like, I don't want you settling for me, but know that you're shit in this situation. Yes. I think you could say that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, (laughs) oh, I think She makes plans to sneak away and meet a strange man on their romantic trip to New York City after they haven't seen each other for a few years. Oh, like that? That was like really, really digging at me. Okay, as someone who was cheated on on Valentine's Day way back in the day, (laughs) gotta tell you, that's a frosty shake, okay? That's a hard thing to gulp down quickly. (laughs) You, (laughs) You might not care about Valentine's Day, but you care when someone cheats on you. Yes, on it, truly, it is exactly, <laughs> so funny. Yes, Craig, it is exactly that. It is exactly that. I could not give two fucks about Valentine's Day <laughs> until you cheat on me. And then it's like, well, actually, you know what? If you could have spaced that out one day, left or right, would have taken it. <laughs> really would have taken it. Would have loved that. Thank you so much. Um, but it's fine. I was acting like a bit of a bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my favorite thing that uh, I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, um, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> to be fucking Just- fair. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yes, I would say that's extra bad. She also, okay. I mean, if we're going to start digging into all the way, cause I think with, when we did, you've got mail. Yes. I remember going pretty hard on Tom Hanks. <laughs> and, oh, Lord, how the tables have turned for this movie. Okay. 
because Negra and I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah. A quick aside before we yeah. get to that, because I think we can both go to Meg Ryan. You just brought up You've Got Mail. Uh, Greg Kinnear's character, who is also dating Meg Ryan in that movie, also breaks up with her in the kindest way possible. Like, yes. it's, a Nora, it's a Nora Ephron thing. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see these. But I just really want to see Bill Pullman and uh, I just said his name, uh, Greg Kinnear just in a room as those characters being like, yeah, what a I bitch. Said- <laughs> <laughs> On Valentine's yeah. Day, she was emailing him the whole time. <laughs> just yes. losing it. Getting sloppily drunk and throwing Going beer bottles in into the street. Just uh, unloading on each other. I would other. love to see that sketch. Yeah. I would love to see that sketch. Yes. Just the follow up. Those two men drunk in a room just bitching about how shitty Meg Ryan was to them. Incredible. Meg Ryan's characters. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, so funny. But let's get into Meg Ryan now okay. because like. From the. Ooh, like, I think she's the real villain in this movie. Oh, one. The only reason why she's not is because she gets what she wants. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes her not the villain in this, okay? Everything she does is villainous. Everything she does is a nightmare. I, from start to finish, she, she, okay. Oh God, I, I, it, it's almost like, I, like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. She, she researches him, okay? Like, actually, like, says, is like, private sends a private investigator to take photos like i need a picture of him okay get photos of this guy uses her job for a personal errand okay (laughs) so fraud on top of all this is basically yeah and under the guise of like oh like i am gonna write something which she never does (laughs) okay and i'm sorry has no intention of doing right okay that 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 article never came out okay she lies to her uh, fiance several times, just several times. Um, once about she, she she wants to go listen to the radio again because the kid's on again. And it's like, I have to hear this. So she lies that her friend is having trouble with her husband and is like, I'm going to go downstairs and deal with it. And then puts herself in a closet and then lies again about the radio. And it's like, you know what would have been a way, way easier lie and also way closer to an actual truth would be, oh, I'm writing an article about this person. There's a lot of interest in it. He's on right now. I'm going to go downstairs and listen to this. Because this is both my friend and also my editor calling. My editor Rosie calling. Rosie O'Donnell's also Yes, editor. my yeah. editor's calling me. I have to listen to this segment for my job. It's fine. Go back to sleep. But do you know why she doesn't tell that lie? Because then she has to admit that she's writing an article, that she's obsessed with this guy. Because it she's all falls, connected it, to it, this it person. All, it all falls apart. And she knows that it's all wrong. That's the other thing. It's like she knows what she's doing uh, is wrong the whole time. Yes. She's so wrong. <laughs> she <laughs> lies about where she's flying to. Does she? I miss that. I'm almost positive because I think she says she's going. I want to say she said she was going to Chicago and then she flies to Seattle. <sighs> I mean, that's a whole other like. This guy is sending her cards in the mail. (laughs) They're engaged, and he's sending her real-time cards, licked a stamp, (laughs) sent it to her. (laughs) Come on. That's that's like a... There's little lies that you would tell in a relationship. Yeah. But, like, I lied about the city I was flying to is, like, so many red flags... (laughs) No, this this woman is red flag city. Yes. Okay, so many red flags across the board. Her idea of sending even okay. There's a reason the letter she sends specifically appeals to a child's mind. (laughs) (laughs) Go. (laughs) She picks the most cliched, simplest things. As a throwaway, she doesn't even spend any time being actually romantic or interesting 
or fascinating as a person, the only reason why she gets together with Tom Hanks's character is because her simplicity speaks to a child. That is harsh, but I Come love on. it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, because it's totally the kid. Yes. The kid picks up the letter. Tom Hanks, yes. Tom Hanks is so disinterested yes. in anybody who sent mm-hmm. the mail that he doesn't even read most of them. I think he reads like half of As one letter. As is throws, his right. Oh, so, and then before we leave Meg Ryan too much, she shows up in Seattle, follows Tom Hanks and his son. It's Watches them play together on, on a beach. beach. Oh, 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 chilling. And chilling. walks out into the middle of a road and is staring at them. He, and Tom Hanks sees her. And yes. is like, why is this strange woman who I kind of remember seeing uh, at the airport, mm-hmm. why is she there again? And by the way, they, they hang so much on like, oh, Tom Hanks saw her at the airport. And he was like, oh, who's that? And to make everything else that follows okay because they're like meant for each other? No, absolutely not. You are fully allowed to be like, look at that hottie at the airport. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and then forget about them 20 minutes later. Exactly. <laughs> that person never <laughs> existed. <laughs> yes. The hot, Rebecca, the hottest woman in the world. If I see her at an airport, great. She then shows up at a at a at a beach where I'm at and is like, hey. I'm like, oh fuck, shut it down. Yeah. You're a weirdo. Uh, totally not okay. Here's my here. We said we were gonna do this. Here's my fantasy casting for this scene. Oh, okay. Let's yes. reverse yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yes. So just picture that scene and how creepy it would be mm-hmm. if instead of Meg Ryan, yes, we got Killian Murphy from uh, Scarecrow in uh, the Batman movies. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. 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 Uh, yes. Peaky yes. Blinders mm-hmm. and like um, Emma Stone since we just did Cruel. Like yes. just so. Killian Murphy is standing in the middle of the road uh-huh. watching Emma Stone and her son in a parking, like in a park. How fucking creepy is that scene? Uh, it's hard for me because I still think he's hot. Okay. So I'm like, well, watch me. That's fine. Uh, you know, there's but- just something. Because he, especially for Peaky Blinders, I'm like, he can pull off a I'm watching you and somehow this is hot and not creepy. (laughs) Okay, like he can kind of, I feel like it's kind of his wheelhouse a little bit, if I may say. (laughs) So what's your your casting on that? um, Oh, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I'm going to, why can't I think of his name? Fucking Busey, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Gary Busey. Watching Emma Stone (laughs) load her kids into a car. Terrifying. Different story. Different story. (laughs) And just to be clear, I don't care what people look like doing this. It's the behavior. Is oh, what we're no, trying no, no. to illustrate Dissect here. it on any level. If it's Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks still, if you take one I step mean. away from this, it's wrong. Exactly. It's very odd. The, it, the behavior itself is unacceptable. The, the beach for me was really the big one. When she's on the beach watching them play and then they go off in a boat together, I'm like, honestly, you would just have to tone. The music wouldn't even have to change. It would just have to go down a couple of octaves. You know what I mean? You would just have to slide down on the piano, and this would be a totally different tone. In it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like, there is something very wrong with that scene. Following a boat in a car. She drove along with it. She followed a boat Ugh. in a car to track down a man and his young son. So creepy. Uh, again, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. So you're like, ah, those kids, I hope they get together. But like anybody else, you're like, ah. There's ah. also like, there's something to be said that's impressive about a romantic comedy where nobody, they don't even see each other until halfway through the movie. <laughs> they don't even see each other, man. He do, she does not know what he looks like until 50% of the way through this movie. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And he doesn't know until... Okay. And another point I would really, really like to make here. Because Meg Ryan seems to hang her hat on this one moment that's very important to her. And it's that she's in the car and she's listening to this guy talking. She's like, and all of a sudden, I'm just, I'm just crying. Like, I'm just crying. And I'm like, I'm so 
touched by what's being like what I'm listening to. Like I, I can't believe it. I'm like, you literally just talked about how you cried at two different commercials. Okay, you're giving it out to everybody, lady. Okay, like, come on. This this isn't a sign. You're cry. You cry. Okay, and that's fine. I'm not judging you. I cry at a lot of things. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Since the pandemic started, oh, there are no judgments, baby, in my house. Oh, we're allowed to roll at any moment of the day. You feel yourself. Okay, you get your cry on if you need to. Okay, but at no point have I watched a movie, man. When oh that really made me feel something better find the writer track them down <laughs> and yeah. get into a romantic relationship. You're absolutely right because it's not something that like reached through your hardened you know exterior no. and your it and 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 touched you know you emotionally in a way that you've never felt before and like is this life changing experience as you said she's she's doing it like phone commercials yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're not like the, the the man with the mustache in the movie where if he sheds a tear everyone's like oh <gasps> this, like, this is, is this is serious this is bad. No, no, no. he must have stubbed his toe or his whole family died those you, are the two ways oh. a man can cry is if he stubs his toe <laughs> <laughs> the amount of women it's that talk cool. about crying in this movie I find unsettling. They could have called this movie Women Cry because <laughs> it's like at every moment, even the little girl, it's like, she, yeah, I love this the movie. Parallels. The, his sister, at one point she's talking about it when she starts to cry. Rosie O'Donnell's like, this always makes me cry. I'm like, these women, what's happening? Could I get <laughs> one man upset? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> well, and very telling, uh, this goes into the whole like you know what what men can and cannot be seen be doing to be yes. top all the rest we mm-hmm. do not see tom hanks cry and he is probably his wife the, died probably the saddest man in the yes. world at this point um i did that being said i know it's a bit dickish but i did i did find it very funny when the tom hanks and the friends are talking like getting all worked up about um what was it the great escape or uh or the action movie uh Oh, I can't remember. What, yes. Yeah, but, but it was I like one of the classic ones. About, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're just like, oh, and then he gets, throws the grenade. It's so hard. I was like, it comes across slightly dickish now, but I will also say it's not necessarily dickish if he knows that couple, which he does, right? Oh, like he yeah, knows yeah. how that's going to play. Yeah. Uh, but like, it was kind of a fun moment. But yeah. Just. I'm just saying her crying not at a sign. this. Not a sign. <laughs> No. Fucking not a sign. And I like that her... Okay, so there's this scene really close to the top of the movie where she tries on her grandmother's wedding dress. And it rips. And, and her, <laughs> her mom's like, the historical society wanted it, but no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's so funny to me. I, I like it and I respect that. Yeah. Um, but she rips it and she's like, oh, this is a sign. And she, her mom's like, you literally, within the same breath, just said... <laughs> You don't believe in signs. Yes. So cut the shit. If I may. She doesn't say that, but basically that's a mom way of saying cut the shit. Come yeah. on. And it turns into this whole thing of like her journey is that she starts to believe in the magic of love and that there are signs. And I'm like, this is absolutely not the takeaway we should be doing. No. And let me tell you this. Why you're seeing signs is you are unhappy in your position in life and you're looking for an excuse to get out. Yes. That's it. That's And you know what? That's all that the relationship with Tom Hanks is going to be to his detriment. This is this is her pulling the 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 shoot. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. pulling, she's hitting the eject button. This is the this is this is a kind of neat and romantic way to get out of just a regular decent relationship where there is no other problems. She can't leave because he's like, he's mean to me or he doesn't understand me or he's not good with my family because he is all those things. She leaves because he goes, oh, look at this adventure that I can go on where I'm falling in love with a man on the radio another continent away. It's like, I'd be a fool not to follow this whimsy into something. It would make such a great story. And that relationship is going to last a week. Yes. Yes. Because you get caught, it's like that vacation love of like, when you go, you know what I mean? You can go on vacation and you can be like, oh man, like I could even see myself with this person or whatever, but it's, you're on 
vacation. There's a tropical beach. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. You're, you're land swept back. up in the moment. When you, you, you don't have real problems right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, free alcohol everywhere. And then you land back in Toronto yes. and everything's gray and there's slush and everything mm. and the, 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 the water gets up your socks and everyone's miserable and has to go to work the next day. That's unfortunately life. You know? Mm-hmm. And you have to deal with those things and be unhappy and be cranky and do things you don't want to do and pay for booze. (laughs) You know? And if we'd... That kind of brings me to Victoria. Oh, oh yeah. She has been done wrong. Dirty. (laughs) Done dirty. She's done dirty. So at no point have we established that Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks have anything in common or will have anything in common, or will even have anything to talk about once they get off that elevator. But Victoria is, on paper, a great match for Tom Hanks' character. One, she is interested in him and finds him attractive and funny. Yes. That's, that goes so far. That's like most of it. That's <laughs> most of it, yes. She was so, like, and it plays as kind of like off, it's supposed to be, I think, slightly off-putting, that she's so enthusiastic to go on the date that he's so nervous to ask her on. But, oh my God, do you know how nice it is to ask someone out for a date and they're like, absolutely, let's go this day. And you're like, oh great, there's no humming or hawing. There's no like, well, I don't know, let me check my schedule. It's an emphatic yes and I would like to do this. Thank you very much, thank you for asking. Well, yes, and people's, if you look at Tom Hanks's character and you go, okay, he was having anxiety there. Why isn't she as well? Victoria, like everybody's anxiety comes out in different ways. Right. Me, like I identify with that because I'm like, when I get really anxious, I talk more. I laugh at things that maybe I don't even find that funny, but I'm just like, oh, please uh, yeah, so, try like me. <laughs> so she's even alleviating some of that. Yeah. Stress, she, can, she can tell she knows his story. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, um, and they have things in common. He's an architect and she is, I believe, a designer, like an interior designer. Yeah. Um, and we even see them talking about things that they have in common where Tom Hanks is talking about the house that they both ended up working on, how they know each other and all the crazy changes that this lady's making to the thing. And she's going, well, you know, if you just open it up like this and do this, it's like, so they, they actually have something to talk about and bond about. And, and the only thing that you can say, hold up against her is she's got a bit of an annoying laugh and Jonah, his son, doesn't like her, but he doesn't like her because he's obsessed with some lady who sent a creepy email or a creepy mail to a radio station. Yeah, plus it's it's his right to not like anyone <laughs> that you roll through. Yeah. That as is his right. Okay, he is a child. You're bringing somebody else into my home. I'm allowed to not like this person. I'm firm on that. I think that kid's allowed to not like her. He's allowed. To, he's allowed to not like her, but that's that's. It shouldn't. I I don't know if it should necessarily be your reason for, like, oh, then let's move over to this person that you clearly like. Yeah. Because you don't have any basis for that. <laughs> and and just picture the conversation that needs to happen when Victoria gets back from her trip. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks has got to be like, so my son uh, with his friend, uh, Sarah, like somehow booked a, a plane ticket to New York City, flew across country. So I had to chase him down. And then I met a woman who I've never met before in my life. But my son got a letter from her saying she's good. And we met at the top of the Empire State Building and we're going to date now. I'd be like, excuse me? What the fuck? <laughs> yes. That is a what the fuck. I think it's a bullet dodge sort of thing. No, yeah, and that's, honestly, that's where my mind went first. I was like, because I think that would be my my thought process. They didn't sleep together, no. okay? Like, they they went on a couple of dates, whatever. I, and I'm be like, and I met his kid way too early for no yeah, reason yeah, at all, yeah, yeah. seemingly. Um, I don't know why he pushed that on me, but okay. Um, I think we dodged a couple of bullets here. Also, this guy may be too impulsive for me. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, just switching on the fly like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I just realized the timing of this, as you mentioned it, saying they never slept with each other, mm-hmm. which is she wasn't gone on the business trip. What she said was, 
when we get back, let's spend some alone time together. Yes. And Tom Hanks was going to spend the weekend with her when the kid goes missing. Oh! So, like, he canceled on her. Presumably he called, whatever. But, like, to fly across country to chase down his kid. By the way, totally legitimate. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering what decision you should make yeah, there, yeah, yeah. it's your kid you, every you time. You chase the kid down. <laughs> yes, someone of course. Have, someone should have called an airline at some point and be like, I this kid hold, got on, yes, hold, hold them at, at the, the airport. airport. Yes. A telephone will work there a lot quicker than an airplane. Yes. But, uh, but then she's she's either presumably at the place already and got stood up or never left. And it was like going to be the first time that he's with anybody mm-hmm. since his wife died. Yeah. Fucking dark. I, I don't know. She, she's. Oh, oh, I don't know if it's just because I've had a horrible. I've had horrible dating experiences, but I'm like, that's not that bad. <laughs> that's not that bad. Um, right. I, I think that's fine. I think she dodged a bullet. Um they only went on a couple of dates. They didn't sleep together. Yeah. That guy's kid does. I have to listen to him mouth off to me constantly. Yeah. Uh, I wash my hands of this. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. On to the next thing. Cause I think the only thing that kind of makes it a bummer is that within the realm of this, you like within this universe, within right. this little, uh, society, this glimpse on the view. Of, I don't know that this dry or this person's trying to give us is that it's really hard to get a man after a certain age yeah, and that's, that's all you should ever want. <laughs> Nobody's saying, Hey, you, you seem fine on your own. That's maybe chill for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, you're right. That's not a very nice message, but that's in there. Cause they mention it multiple times. And they're like, like well, that's, getting- that's not true. They're like, Oh, you're more likely to, I think it killed by a terrorist than be a woman over 40 and get married or something like that. I think that's kind of the, which is mentioned again, like a couple of times and they go, well, that's not true. And it's like, well, yes, very clearly that's not true. And also the person that's saying it is a fucking dick. (laughs) If we could just follow that up with that information as well, what would compel anyone to say that, especially to a a woman (laughs) Why? Hey, remember you have an expiry date. Do you yeah. remember that? Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, it's so. Do you remember society gave you an expiry date for desirability? Oh. Oh. Yeah, Gross. lock it down. And by all means, don't leave a guy. Yes. Uh, because if you're over 40, they'll never, you'll never get a new one. And the only way this happens is through some magical touch of hands. Yeah. If you feel it, you know. Otherwise. <laughs> By no means go and date people and get to know people. Figure out their it's personality, just, whether just, they you have things in common. None just of that. It's the magic touch of the hand. You know it. Um, there is another villain in this. Ooh. Who I think is a villain. Okay. Which is uh, Dr. Marcia Fieldstone. The, <laughs> the radio psychologist. All right. All right. Yes. Because yes. I think I this agree is, with that. I think this is terrible advice that she has given him. Absolutely terrible advice. Well, okay. Here's what I want to say before you say that, though. I would believe, I would say the movie believes she's a villain, too, though. You think so? Yes. Okay, how, uh, break, break it down for me here, because. Oh, it very much in the sense of, like, I believe it is the opinions of our two main characters that this woman is wrong. Okay, like, Tom right. Hanks doesn't want to talk to this woman, okay? Right. He does not think. Obviously, um, May, Meg Ryan's character also is like, oh, like, she can see that she's, like, manipulating him and, like, Yeah, because she's talking to the radio. It. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say she's, uh, the character is used well. Like, it's a functioning, like, it has to happen. But I think from the viewpoint of the movie, I think the movie they think thinks it's a villain. she is one of the, she's a negative at least. I wouldn't maybe say a full villain, but I would say a negative. Yeah. they Okay. In terms of like neither of the characters agree with them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I, I mean, I'm just going to lay on the fact that like it is terrible advice. Oh yeah. 18, because it's like. Don't uh, get advice on the radio. No. <laughs> Um, if I give you advice on this podcast, question it. Okay, go. Mm, maybe not. 
Okay, just take a step back and, and, and question. <laughs> Did Rebecca just give an mmm scale? Yeah. Uh, yum yum scale? <laughs> and maybe take everything after that with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Think of the context of the information. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the information they give is so bad because I don't blame Jonah, the, the kid, for calling the radio station. No, like it's like no, a, no. I want Plus my dad. I like it. I yeah, think it's cute. It's so I want cute. my dad yes. to have a mom, or like I want a mom, or I want my dad to be lonely. But like, let's let's think about what this guy has gone through in the last eighteen months. He's mm. married his wife, right? He's become a single dad all of a sudden. Yep. Um. There's you know to the point where at the beginning of the movie we have some of the friends being like, do you know how to do household stuff like are you are you gonna be okay like you, you know i think was the question do you know how to make juice because yes, yeah 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 and that he's sarcastic is about it funniest question to ask somebody <laughs> that is such a privileged question do you know how privileged that question is do you know how to make a juice? Yeah. Do you know a lot of poor people making fresh juice? <laughs> <laughs> I assume Where the priority is, is that, you know, you need to make this juice. I have to check in and make sure that you know how to make juice. I, that's a I big part of our I lives. assumed it was juice from concentrate. <laughs> I'm not fresh juice, by the way. Uh, you know, like the, the cans that you like slop out and like it thunks in the bottom and then you have to pour water in and stir it. No. Do you not know how to make juice? <laughs> Stop No. This. And also in the early 90s, like juice was like, <laughs> we know now it's diabetes in a can. Yeah. But like back then it was like, kids need juice. <laughs> like, it's like you, you need milk when you're a baby and then you graduate to juice and that'll sustain you until you learn how to drink beer. Like that oh, was the. Oh man, no. I just, I that question threw me off so hard. Do you know how to make juice? <laughs> Whoa! But and all seriously, have you never made juice from concentrate? No, I, um, yes, one thousand percent, I've made. Oh, okay, uh, sorry, you were so looking many. at me like. No, no, no! <laughs> I just thought I'm like, how could? How, but if that was the case, how could that have been the question in my mind? Because it's more yeah. like, do you know how to make fries that are frozen in the in the? You know what but I mean? That's but, a, like, but that's the. Do you know how to of, read instruction? No, but that's the level of question that they were asking him, though. It's like, can you function as? A human being Jesus. for your son. Um, and Tom Hanks is very sarcastic about it because clearly he's more capable than they give him credit mm -hmm. for. But like everyone's clearly worried about him. So he's, and, and I don't care. You can be the best parent in the world, the best partner. There's always going to be something that your partner did that you didn't realize. Right. There's always going to be some sort of oh, slack. There's going to be gonna... a dead plant in the corner uh, where you're sure. like, oh, I didn't even know we had that. So like, so that's a huge adjustment for him to yes. begin with, especially with his becoming a single dad. He mm -hmm. moves cities. He moves from Chicago to Seattle. Yeah. So starting over in a new city, new job, dealing the, the quote he has where she goes, what do you do every morning? And he goes, I get out of bed and I tell myself to breathe in and breathe out and go through my day and hopefully one day I'll wake up and I won't have to remind myself to do that. Oh. And you go, that is a man barely holding it together. And, the and a really great description of yeah. depression, I, th I would For say. For sure. I was like, whoa. That was one moment where I'm like, that was well written. I like that. That's good. And he goes, I'm never, it's like, why don't you want to date? First of all, because it's been 18 months and because I'll never love like that again. Just let this man grieve and adapt. Don't be 18 months out and be like, well, you need to get back on the horse, you know. You need to go ahead, get out there, put yourself out there. Your happiness counts for something too. It does, but maybe not at that point. Maybe at that point, you're just working through grief and you don't need to worry about being happy. And maybe even more so than worrying about being happy, you need to worry about taking care of your son and figuring out how you're doing that. Yeah. I think it's terrible advice. Well, I, okay. My argument would be any advice a radio host is giving you <laughs> is probably terrible advice. Yeah. Because it's all in the form of entertainment, right? How long can we keep this guy on the line? How interesting can we make this? We want sure. people to listen to this. <laughs> 
We want this to be interesting. There's a reason why we want to send you all of these letters that we've been getting right. because there's more to the story that we're hoping there will be. Yes, yeah. you can call us back. You can follow up. It can be a human interest piece that we never had to pay you for or do anything mm, for. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Because you called in. <laughs> uh. Yes, of course, anything falling out of this woman's mouth would probably be terrible advice. Although I will say, clearly, he was ready. (laughs) (laughs) He got ready. But that was like, again, six months after that first phone call, right? Or like a couple months. I guess it all happens between Christmas and uh, Valentine's Day. So like a month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, No, it's pretty quick. No, I think think the kid was ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think he also got kind of bullied into it in a certain way. Uh, But the other thing is, from those calls, you don't want the women who are calling in for that. Because I think the only thing that anybody who heard that and was like, I, I love this man and I'm so charmed by it, it's the, it's the hurt puppy thing. It's I'm going to nurse this person back to health. I can fix him. I Whoa. can make him better, right? Red flags out the wazoo on that one. That's, that's not what you want to establish a relationship on at all. Well, and that's an interesting thought because the movie really frames it more as like these women are desperate and that's why you shouldn't do this. And I was like, I would agree that these women are not desperate. I don't think that I don't I wouldn't label it as a desperation that kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like how that can't be desperation because. Like, when was this movie released? Like, uh, 93. Yeah, 93. Yeah, 93. All right, we got no Tinder. Yeah, I'm going to send a letter. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I'm on board with that. But that's an interesting idea of, like, what? who is the person I have presented here? Because the information he gives... He d- I don't I don't think he ever says, I'm an architect. I don't ever think he says anything about him as a person... Although I would argue, so I'm talking myself in a circle here because I'm like, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying and I can totally see your argument, but the image he paints of love is one that women want. Absolutely. No. And I get that. I get that. And I get that he's a, he's a single father. So he's like responsible and like, you know, he's making, I, I get that it's a very charming story. Yes. But what I'm saying is the... And you can be, you can feel that and you can feel mm-hmm. sympathy and empathy for him. But you shouldn't want to be with a person because you want to make them better or you want to, to, to make them stop hurting or you think that you can help, like, you know, like to start a relationship because they think like, I can not, I can make you not sad mm. is very dangerous. And just from personal experience, not the kind of person you want to be in a relationship with. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. <laughs> Throwing some hot goss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can fix you is a very bad place to yeah. start a relationship. I mean, I, just to like even pull it to myself, sometimes like there were times in the past when I first started doing comedy and stuff, like I wasn't in a relationship and somebody would ask me out after a show and I'd be like, no, because if it's based off of what I did up there, no, like, yeah, yeah, like it's just you, you have an idea of who I am right now. And that's just not the truth. Um, I mean, I would say now it would be much more closer to the truth because you know, I've just grown into it or whatever. And who I present is kind of my uh, more amplified version of myself. But yeah, it's kind of weird because people feel like they know you, Mm -hmm. you start from a position of, Oh, I know you. And it's like, but you actually don't, (laughs) you know, some very surface things you've, you've built me into a person. I'm not, I won't be able to satisfy the, the image you have of me. Yes. And that's another huge thing on this. Tom Hanks is never living up to the expectation that Meg Ryan has made of him. Absolutely not. Even as great as he is in this movie. No, because Walter's great. (laughs) Walter was great. Yeah. And yeah, Tom Hanks is never going to live up to the expectation of like this wildly romantic, so in love, like it's it's a fantasy and it's going to fall apart so quickly. She literally says halfway through the movie, she's like, I've just been watching too many movies. Yes. You don't want to be in love. You want to be in love in a movie. Yes. The line that's and and, and it's, it's true. It's perfect. And it's true. And it's the only moment where I'm like, listen to yourself. 
listen to your friends. You're too worked up in this. You're too far gone. This is too far of a stretch. Meet me on top of the Empire State Building on Valentine's Day. No specific time, by the way. Oh, God. That's a whole day. Uh, (laughs) No specific time. She shows up when it's closed. (laughs) Closing time. The disrespect, okay, of a closing time show up. Because that would also be my point on the elevator ride down. That's another conversation you're missing is like, please, for the love of, like, why would you show up right at the end? My son has been waiting here all day. (laughs) All day for you, he's been waiting. He's been walking up to strange women and saying, are you Annie? (laughs) Which is a whole danger within itself. And we could go into great detail of the number of adults who should have called somebody at some point. Hey, are you with anyone? The airline, the people, the cab driver, everybody along the way should have... Oh, God, so crazy. Um, Someone get an adult. (laughs) I do have a fan theory here. Yes. Okay. I believe Sleepless in Seattle Mm -hmm. takes place in the same universe as Frasier, as evidenced by the presence of (gasps) David Hyde Pierce. Holy shit. I had the same thought in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. David Hyde Pierce is yes. in this movie. He's presumably Meg Ryan's brother. Uh, but here's what I think happens. I think David Hyde Pierce, mm-hmm. Niles, yep. uh, knows this story of this woman who heard a man on a radio psychologist show and flew to Seattle to be with him. And he's telling this story to comfort his brother in Boston who is going <laughs> through a divorce and is it needs a little comfort. And I think his brother is spending a little too much time in a bar at this point in his life and doesn't quite get all the details quite right <laughs> and gets it in his head that he's going to move to Seattle and become a radio psychologist. So funny. <laughs> yes. And that's the beginning of Frasier, everybody. Mm. And then he has to follow, obviously, to make sure he doesn't. Something trouble. about radio psychologists in Seattle. Yeah, right? It's all there. It's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think, can I dunk on my grind anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I think this is like, this is for me the fl- the flip-flop of You've Got Mail. It's like, You've Got Mail, Tom Hanks was by far and away. The worst. The worst. And this one, it's like, it's not even a competition, Meg. I know. Come on. You got to, yeah, you got to stop this. The whole time I was watching this, I was like, slam dunk. I wrote down slam Slam dunk. (laughs) (laughs) He's so, Walter's just so nice. And he's just, yeah, he's got some allergies. And I think that's the whole thing of like, oh, this guy's just kind of a goober or whatever. But it's like, they didn't even play it up enough to make him that I was like, I, as somebody who like is a, like, I love food. It would be really hard for me to stop eating certain things. I'm like, I don't know for that guy. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real sweet, real sweet dude. How do you stop that? Yeah. And Victoria. Great. Also. Yeah. But when I touched fingers, I didn't feel electricity. (laughs) (laughs) That's static. That happens in the winter. (laughs) Ah, Screaming. All right. So I think it's time for our definitive ranking of how good the villain is. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I've got a, uh, so uh, Seattle, obviously. Um, If you're not aware, we do have a bit of a rivalry with Seattle, Mm. uh, very specifically with with our towers. So this is the. uh, So (laughs) I'm gonna rank. um, I'm gonna rank Meg Ryan. Yes. On the scale of the Space Needle, the Seattle Space Needle, all the way up to the Toronto CN Tower, tallest freestanding structure in the world, 1975 to 2007, 35 years at least. Uh, That's not 35, so I don't know how I got that number wrong. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm gonna give Meg Ryan Moscow's Ostankino Tower. Uh, which has famously caught on fire. Uh, So it's impressive at first, but the more you look at it, the more disturbing and upsetting it is. It's a really ugly tower. (laughs) And and the longer you leave it and don't give it the attention it wants, the more likely it is to be dangerous. So that is what I'm going to give Meg Ryan. Nice. All right. I've got, uh, I've got, I'm going to do Meg Ryan as well. Um, 
places you don't want to be sleepless. <laughs> uh, yes, places you don't want to be sleepless. The first one from an airplane. <laughs> you know I want to be sleeping on an airplane. Uh, <laughs> Check out last week's Hero and Villain, everybody. <laughs> from, from an airplane to a sleep clinic. Uh, I'm going to give Meg Ryan um, in your bed the night before an interview. Um, girl, you're giving me anxiety. You have to get your life together. This is so stressful. Please stop this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my ranking for Meg Ryan. And of course, guys, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. Um, if you guys want to give us a follow at VWR podcast on Twitter, villain was right uh, on Facebook. And if you want to reach out to us, hit us up. You can hit us up on uh, villain was right at gmail.com. And guys, you know what? If you want to leave us a review, that would be amazing. You guys have been rolling through with some really great reviews for us. And it just helps us kind of get more connected with more listeners. We really appreciate it. Every time you guys do that, if you'd love to leave us a review, that would be so amazing, please. <laughs> yeah, great. And if you have a couple of extra bucks uh, lying around and you want to support the podcast, Podcast, help us with production costs, all the rest. Uh, wow, we've got Patreon and we have benefits for you. Holy cow, do we have benefits. Uh, so great. Um, we have early release episodes. Hey, do you want to listen to us on a Tuesday rather than a Thursday? You can sign up uh, for early release episodes. Well, you get every episode two days early. We also have uh, monthly audience choice uh, polls so you get to decide uh, which audience suggestion we do as uh, as a, a, an episode the month after. And we also, at our highest tier just seven dollars a month um you get two bonus episodes every month you get a rebecca pick you get a craig pick this month uh we're still in july for this yes we are uh it is uh cruella we reviewed uh cruella uh, with uh emma stone the new disney movie and we're doing uh, uncle buck a classic oh i love uncle buck so if you want to hear us talk about those plus all our entire back catalog of bonus episodes over uh 40 some odd at this point uh, by all means, uh, get on there. Patreon.com slash the villain was right. Once again, that's patreon.com slash the villain was right. And uh, thank you all for listening and for supporting the podcast. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got? Oh, guys. All right. I've got, I got a villain this week again. <laughs> I've got a villain. Um, I'm sure we've seen them all. This pandemic has brought out a couple of very interesting signages in, uh, in certain stores and such. Little warnings, helpful reminders. And if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably already seen this. But I saw one the other day that just fucking floored me. You ever see a sign and you're like, who made this? Like, who was the person that activated the other person to type this into a computer? You know what I mean? Like, how did this get rolling? And this was what it was. I was in a grocery store. It was right underneath the pineapples. <laughs> this is exactly what it says. It says, please do not, in capital letters, please do not take off your mask and lick your fingers <laughs> to open bags. That means... <laughs> that enough people did that, <laughs> that they were like, we need to make a sign because I can't keep having to say this out loud to individuals. This will be quicker. <laughs> this will be quicker. Let us make a sign to please stop re physically removing your mask and licking your fingers. <laughs> Which was a gross move before. before. Yes, yeah. please. Anytime I see somebody do that with like a magazine or something, I'm like, oh God. Plus also, I, I'm sorry, this is just a total side note. I am so sweaty all the time <laughs> that I fundamentally do not understand the idea of having to lick your finger at any moment other than maybe, well, I just did it to get pen off my hand. But other than that, I would say to get friction on any, I don't need it. <laughs> I've never needed it. No. <laughs> Oh, insane. Anyway, that's it's it. Real, it's real gross. And I can't believe yeah. people don't think about it. Like, anyway. why am I wearing them anyway? So just a, a, a quick and a short one. Uh, my villain of the week is whoever did that to get that sign made. <laughs> <laughs> you are my villain. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I've got a bit of a contentious one here. Rebecca might have to jump mm. in because I'm sure she's got some opinions Fair on opinions. it. <laughs> uh, but uh, my villain of the week is the billionaire space race. Uh, and I have some complex thoughts on it. So if you, if you aren't aware, 
um, just in the last couple of weeks after this, uh, when this comes out, it'll be a couple of weeks ago. But uh, Richard Branson from Virgin uh, Billionaire just was the first of the billionaires to fly to space on the spaceship two, White Knight two. Uh, he shot up in a rocket, and it was a big sort of thing. Jeff Bezos, the, the Amazon guy, is going, and of course there is Elon Musk and uh, his whole thing, and like. When this was, so I've said this before, I'm a big space guy. I like space. I find it fascinating. I like that we're going to space. I think space exploration is good and valuable. Um, But a lot of people had some very negative uh, reactions to this being like, look at billionaires going to space and when the ocean's literally on fire, right? Like it's a, and I get it, it it looks very bad (laughs) and is very bad, but like, I, I guess I feel as conflicted as people who like professional sports, where you're like, why are you paying these people so much money to play a game when there's world hunger or whatever? Yeah. Or why do we spend so much on the Olympics? Or why do we do this? And it's like, yeah, it's probably a waste of resources. But like, for me, space travel is actually very important. And like, like, for example, we know about global warming because we... Carl Sagan in the 70s, uh, they sent a mission to Venus Mm -hmm. and they found out that there was lots of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and that was contributing to runaway greenhouse gas effect on Venus. And someone said, I wonder what's happening to all the carbon dioxide we're putting into the Earth's atmosphere. And they were like, oh, no, yeah, it's the same thing. We track hurricanes from satellites. We 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 measure ozone layer depletion inside. There's so many major things. We track wildfires and droughts. And and we know so much about our planet Mm. because we're able to go to space. And I think getting there cheaper and better and giving more people access to space is a good thing. Mm. But I just wish it didn't take rich assholes to do it. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes. And I, I just want to give this one quote. So this is from this is from uh, uh, Katie Mack, uh, who is a, uh, a cosmologist. I follow her on Twitter. She uh, wrote a book. But she, she, synchro- she summarized it so well. She's like, I don't want to tell billionaires what they can, can and can't do with their money. I want to live in a society that isn't structured where one person can accumulate so much wealth that they single-handedly can change the course of history. And I was like, that's perfect. No, that's a that is um, like one thousand percent how I feel. My basic, what really deeply, I what I find deeply disturbing about this is first of all to your first point of like okay, so yes, we learn more. Yes, we do learn more when we're shipping the fucking smartest people on the planet up there, not when we're shipping Baldy yeah. and fucking what's his face. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, these are these are guys with rich parents that figured it out. I <laughs> Okay, could be a fucking cold day in hell before I call Jeff Bezos a smart guy. Yeah, okay, yeah. straight no, for up. Sure. He so, just bought a company. No, 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 that was, no. Yeah, this yeah. is this is fucking this is phallic bullshit okay but what is extremely chilling about this is that um like historically this has been a race against countries okay yeah this is a race against the the space race is is the united states it's russia it's china it's all these countries that are like let's race <laughs> we have now created a society where individuals have more money than countries. Right. And that's, yeah. (laughs) So if you look at it, not from the space, not from the information, not from any of that, just the fact that we've gotten to the point in history where we now have individuals doing space races, that is truly the most chilling part about this whole thing. Yeah. And like, I mean, to, to add kind of another layer of complexity to this is like, the things that like SpaceX, for example, and Elon Musk and Tesla in general are yeah. doing, I don't disagree with in any real way. We absolutely need to electrify the, the power grid, right? And like stop global warming. So we need electric cars. We mm-hmm. absolutely need to do that. But we needed that 20, 30 years ago when scientists and experts were telling us we're heading off of a cliff. The fact that we just started using electric cars is because a billionaire decided this would be a fun project to do. Yes. As opposed to... And like the things that they're doing, landing a rocket is hard. It's super hard. I can't believe that they did it. The work that the engineers and everyone did at SpaceX in order to do that, it's insane. Mm -hmm. And the geek part of my brain lights up. I'm like, cool. But why, why is we as a society, why, why can't NASA take those risks 
right? It's, it's a risky development. It could go horribly wrong, right? And so NASA can't because they're like, well, I don't know, like we need to, we have to do Congress and like taxpayers and all the rest. But, but why is we as a society, why, why can't we just be like, let's do something ambitious like this. Let's decide that this is, this is, because I, I, I say this with no irony whatsoever. I think the International Space Station and the Hubble Space Telescope are the pyramids of our time. They are this towering accomplishment. They are the wonder. They are the, the, the roof of the Sistine Chapel. They, are, they stand as fantastic accomplishments of what human ingenuity can do. But wh why don't we s just get in line behind that and go, this is a knowledge and pursuit of, of understanding our planet is, and our solar system and our place in it is something that we can get behind and we'll do the crazy shit, like try and land a rocket and it might not work but that's okay. So like there's a broader societal thing where it's like, why, why does it have to be rich assholes? And why couldn't we just get on board with making electric cars in the, in the nineties and pushing for that? Right? Like it's anyway, it's a, my, what I want to get across with this is I have more complicated thoughts on it than like a lot of 140 word or character tweets that I've seen. Oh, like, me? No, I'm all full of the tweets. Yeah. I'm like yeah. fucking just, Oh, Anyway, either way, I'm like, man, if the if the if the co collective will of the world did anything, honestly, I feel like those things would just explode in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just straight up. That's how I truly feel. Uh, uh, anyway, so slightly, <laughs> slightly conflicted about being a space nut, but also, uh, you know, eat the rich. Uh, yes. Eat them. Anyway, guys, uh, that's it for us. Uh, you can, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Oh, yeah, you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy uh, or Facebook or Twitter. Stay tuned for next week for another exciting episode. And this is The Villain Was Right reminding you it's still stalking even if he super duper likes you. <laughs> <laughs>